would 10-year-old you be proud of where you're at now? Do you ever wish life had an undo button? Walking the balance between business and the creative life can be hard. But Matt and Shelby are here to attempt to answer the tough questions, so you don't need an undo. Presented by Made by Things, this is the Command Z Show. And we're back. That was awful. (laughs) I was like, maybe I'll just start talking. We'll see if something just comes out. And nothing did. We're still using it. I guess. I guess we're using this. Um, I always love whenever people don't realize that they're like live on like the news. And then they're like, uh, just like the face that they make whenever they find out. Carry on. I don't know. A lot of people get canceled that way, actually. So it's true. There's that. (laughs) Don't do that. Uh, And. And that's what we're talking. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're talking about today. Talk about canceling. People. Yeah. Uh, just kidding. We're gonna talk about something else, and I don't know what we're gonna talk about specifically. Uh, but before we go there, Shelby, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. Living it up. You might hear wind chimes in the background. I'm not quite sure. They're kind of loud, but it's kind of yeah. it's kind of windy, cold, early fall day here. So. Hmm. I found this uh, this chart. That lets you like kind of use a slider and see where the leaves are changing color at any given point over the next two months. That's um, I don't know. I don't know. Matt, are you a fall person or no? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I I do hear the wind chimes and uh, (laughs) I summer is just too hot and winter is too depressing. I I don't know. I enjoy them all for like two weeks, but maybe it's because fall only seems to last two weeks. Yeah. But. I don't know. Spring, anyway, spring that's what we're... Uh, spring's all right. Okay. I'm all right with that. Pretty. I'm just uh, much more fall. I like to wear my hoodies. I feel that. But, okay. Uh, let's uh, let's jump right in. Let's, uh, let's hear it. What's the question this week? Well, Matt, it was your birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, and I kind of wanted to discuss, you know, where you are now at 35 and would 10 year old you be proud of where you're at now oh man that's such a good question um hmm. it's it's therapy day it is therapy day uh welcome everybody welcome to matt's therapy session (laughs) um it's funny though because this is stuff that would actually come up during therapy right um because who I was when I was 10 years old um, has has a lot to do with my, just so much about me right now. You know, I, I specifically think about that 10-year-old version of me because I was in, I want to say, fifth grade, yeah, sixth grade, I don't know, there. somewhere some, somewhere around there, right? And... Um, Oh, this is real story time here. You guys ready for this? We're ready. Um, when I was in fifth grade, I had a series of what doctors called migraines. Mm. What we now, as people in 2022, call panic attacks. Mm. Um, so this was 1997, eight, maybe somewhere around there. Uh, 97. And, um, I was 
it was really, really weird, difficult time of trying to understand what was happening with me. And sorry, this will all make sense in just a minute. Just <laughs> stick with me just for a moment here. Um, <clears throat> so I was I was having these panic attacks and I, I didn't know what they were. I didn't have a name for them. I just knew that it almost felt like I was dreaming when the, in the middle of my day, like just uh, a switch was flipped. And I, my heart would start beating faster. I'd get a little bit dizzy. I couldn't honestly explain it to anybody. So I went to the nurse that day. I remember that entire walk. I was in art class whenever the first one happened. And we were painting under tables like we were uh, painting the Sistine Chapel, basically. Um, and it was like during that time where just things got weird. Like that's the only way I could explain it at the time. And went to the nurse, went home that day. Um, I guess fast forward a little bit, a bunch of tests that um, the hospitals were doing because nobody could identify what was going on. But it happened a few times. And um, it, it led me to believe that I was dying. Because at that age, um, and I don't know. I just at that age, I just went to my first funeral and saw my first dead body. And <laughs> we're really getting into it here. Um, but anyway, so I, I thought that I was dying, and turns out over time, I just learned how to live with that feeling, mm-hmm. and it stopped happening as much, basically. Um, but those years that I was a kid. I came to the understanding or to the agreement almost with myself that I was going to have a very short life and that I was going to do only the things that made me happy and I don't know I I, yeah I I didn't want to waste Mm -hmm. any of the time any of the short amount of time that I believe that I was going to have on this planet yeah um That led to a maturity that most 10-year-olds shouldn't really have. They're not supposed to. But for me, it was, wow, I love drawing. I like making things. And like, man, if I could just find a way to do that for a living, like, I would be the happiest kid in the world. And, you know, over time, you... You know, you tell people about the dreams that you have, and I think it's pretty classic. When you go to art school, it's like, yeah, but there's no money there. You're not going to be able to make any money. Like, you're going to be starving artists, and you're going to struggle, and it's going to be hard. <clears throat> but even knowing that, I still decided to go down that route. Um, and the, the, the short answer is yes. <laughs> that 10-year-old version of myself would be thrilled with how things worked out. Um, I think it actually worked out way better than I could have even honestly dreamed about. Um, and that's, I don't know, it, it's something that I think about constantly. Is like, oh, would, would that 10-year-old version of me approve of this idea? Like, uh, certainly anything that like, comes to like retirement investing or anything like that my 10 year old version of myself would probably be like you're an idiot 
<laughs> like none of that matters. But it's, I mean, there's certainly certain things that are more important to me now than obviously before, but it's still trying to, I don't know, take that, that spirit of that 10 year old with me where, wherever I go and whatever I do. Mm-hmm. So you'll see me wearing a backwards hat because that's around the time when I started wearing one. <laughs> um, there's, I don't know, it, certain things like that. I just, I made a decision at that point very early in my life that um, I was going to do stuff that makes me happy. And honestly, like part of the challenge of all of that was um, just everyone. I was the first person in my family to even go to college. Um, Everyone else in my family basically just worked at jobs that they didn't really like. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the thing. And I couldn't understand that at all, even as a 10-year-old. I'm like, why are these people doing these things? Like, we're all going to die soon. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why <clears throat> why waste even a moment doing, doing things that aren't going to bring you joy and satisfaction and fulfillment in life, I suppose? Um, and yeah, so that was something that always stuck with, stuck with me. And it, it's something that just never left. So, like, honestly, like, that 10-year-old version of myself, even still to this day, is, is more important to make happy than probably my own, my own kids, even, honestly. Like, I'd probably put, and that probably makes me sound pretty selfish, but I, I still make sure my kids are happy and yeah. healthy as much as I can. But We're at the same time, like... We're not to you, Matt. You're okay. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. It's, so it's like any big decisions that I make, I'm always like, would that kid approve of that? Mm -hmm. And, um, more often than not, I think that any, any risk that I ever take when it comes to running a business or making any sort of piece of art, I think that risk always comes back down to to that kid. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So overall, and, and honestly, like this is, it's something, again, it's something that I think about all the time. Whenever I turned 30, so just five short years ago, it was not a good day. It was, I don't know, like, my family had a little party for me. It was it was great in that sense. But I almost felt a pretty, I almost felt a bit disappointed by where I was at that moment. Um, but it, it all, again, it all came back down to, like, man, that, that 10-year-old version of me thought, that if I worked hard enough, then I would have all the things that I want. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe this just sounds ridiculous to some people, but um, but when I turned 30, I even like the days leading up to it, I was like trying to hurry, like I'm trying to rush. Yeah. I think I think a lot of it is because that 10 year old version of myself didn't even think I'd be alive at 30. Um, so I feel like that's why I was always rushing to try to achieve everything that I hope to by that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I wasn't quite there yet. And honestly, even still to this day, I'm probably not all the way there, but I, I don't know. It's, I think I've learned to just accept getting older. <laughs> um, and I think over the last five years, there's been a mind shift mindset shift for me um that i'm much more okay with things taking more time and 
yeah, that's uh, <laughs> there's a lot there. Um, but yeah, that's uh, yes, yes to answer your question. The the ten year old version I think would be happy, but um, I, I think still have a little bit of ways to go to get all the way there. Okay. So I uh, I relate yeah. to a lot of the parts of that story because I was also um, I used storytelling a lot when I was a kid to kind of because I I've suffered with anxiety, depression, everything else, and being able to like kind of put yourself, especially like you using art, I used art and storytelling and writing to be able to, I don't want to use the word escape because escape isn't the right word for this, mm-hmm. but be able to put myself in another, another place to understand things mm-hmm. and to, I'm going to use the word escape, even though this is not the word I want, but the word I need is <laughs> escaping me. So, right. um, but to be able to escape into and I don't know, I appreciate that that honesty. And I, I, I heard an interesting thing the other day that's kind of stuck with me, where Brain um, Wilson from The Office was talking about um, how he's met a lot of the college kids and stuff and people in their 20s and how they're all under so much pressure to, you know, find that perfect internship, do this, do that. So they get that perfect job, you know, right out of college and you know, they need to be successful and need to have this and that before the age of 30. And I liked, he, he said that your 20s are for your, it's, it's your workshop period. Right. Which, which yeah, I, I completely agree with that. It's like, th- this is your workshop period. But I also think that it's kind of beneficial for us to think about life as kind of a workshop period. Because we're right. constantly working on ourselves. We're constantly growing. We're discovering new areas that we're interested in. And for me, it's it's hard to think of, you know, Shelby at 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Would I be happy with where I'm at now? Would I even recognize who I right. am now? Because I honestly don't think I would. I think 10-year-old Shelby would think this is a completely different person than, than who I am now. And I think that's interesting to see kind of how we grow. And the fact that you know the 10-year-old you, like that you can recognize yourself 10-year-old you and yourself together as the same person is, is so interesting to me just because I barely recognize like who that person was when I was 10 years old, even five years ago, who that person was. Right. I don't know. Huh. That's... You really don't think so? So at 10-year-old you, what did you... What do, what do you think that your 10-year-old version of yourself thought was going to be of... I don't know how old you are right now, but... Ah, ten, ten year old me, let me think. It's about fifth grade. I was writing stories then, and I still do that. But I think that... I, I was in a kind of a different space where there was like a lot of pressure, and especially kind of like where I was growing up, and it was very conservative. Like, mm-hmm. these are where you need to go, and especially don't go to art school, don't do any of this. You know, find other ways to be able to be successful and do that stuff on the side. Because when I when I ended up going to college, I had gone for history and business, and I was under the impression that you know maybe I would teach or maybe I would run a business, and then I'd have time to do any artistic ventures on the side. And by the end of it, by the time I got out, I was completely just all artistic. Like that's all I'm doing at all times is making and creating art. And I think 10-year-old me didn't even realize that could be an option. 
you know? I, I think that right, right. that was just, okay, well, this is what you do when you have time to do it. And the fact I've been able to make a life for myself where I can just, just do this at all times and work with artists and create, I don't think that I would have even been able to to fathom that kind of life right. for myself. Right. And that's, I think, I don't know, that's what I, I constantly go back to. I, I had absolutely no pressure on me at all. I can confidently say that everyone expected pretty low things from me. <laughs> so, and that was honestly probably the best thing for me. Like, that's what kind of helped give me the confidence weirdly, right? Like, kids work in different ways. For me, I've always found doubt to work better than people that believe in me. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't like that, but that's just kind of how I am. So, and again, like my mom and my dad, they were always like, live your dreams. Um, but nobody else, everybody else was just like, you need to pass math class. And I'm like, I don't really care to. Like, I, I'm not going to do it just because you want me to. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't motivate me. Um, so for me, it was you have no expectation. I had no expectations of me. I didn't feel like anyway when I was a kid. Mm. And I, I guess for me, I was like, okay, well, I, you know your path. And it's go work in the factory nearby and live a couple miles from where you grew up. And for, for some people, maybe that's fine. But for me, it was not fine. Mm-hmm. I, couldn't, I couldn't do that. And um, that was a, a big motivator for me was just that doubt or that um, just that way that people generally thought that I would end up and uh, I don't know it was I I also I had no idea that anything creative even existed as a job Mm -hmm. but what I did know is that Toy Story just came out and people got paid to do that and I was always fascinated by that where it's like, how did they do that? Like, I just it looks so real, but it's cartoon. Like, I don't know. So for me, it was, I don't know, as much research as I could possibly do then, I guess. I mean, I still, I had the internet, but we definitely weren't using it for <laughs> researching how <laughs> Pixar does movies. I don't know. It's always stupid stuff like little games and stuff, but, <clears throat> um, but, I, uh, I don't know. So that's, I guess that's what's funny to me is that like, you know, what did that 10 year old actually think I would grow up to be able to even do? Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say it was like specifically animation. I think it was the only thing that really, really made me happy at that point was ice cream and drawing and BMX. But like, (laughs) that was really it. So for me, it was, uh, and baseball, but that's another thing. Um, so for me, I'm like, I, you know, dreamed of this idea of like, if I could be, become an artist of some kind and be able to make money doing it, like, damn, that would be incredible. Mm-hmm. But it was always just kind of a dream until when I was a bit old, when I was probably 17 and my mom asked me what I'm going to do next. And I'm like, I have no idea. Um, and that's whenever she's like, you like drawing, why don't you do something with that? I'm like, that doesn't exist. Like, (laughs) you can't go to college for drawing. Um, 
but that's whenever I started getting serious and looking into that. And I, it was a thing. And I was like, I can't believe that. That's crazy. But I don't know, to, to go to what you were saying before, like your 20s should be like a workshop period. Um, it's really easy to say that mm-hmm. um, when you're in your 30s, especially. Yes. <laughs> when, you're, when you're looking back, it's so much easier to say those things. But I remember what it felt like. And yeah, I, I mean, at that point, I mean, I was putting the pressure on myself at that point. There was nobody applying it. And that's that's all it took for me. But um, but I 100% agree with that, where people shouldn't know what they want to do their entire lives mm-hmm. at the age of 10, 15, 18, 20, even 25, even 30, whatever. Yeah. Like, you don't need to know, like, what that thing is, or you don't need to achieve all of your dreams in that short amount of time um but i I don't know it kind of gets back to what i was saying like um, for me it was a fear it was a fear thing that if i don't do it now i wasn't gonna have enough time like there was uh, so i guess that that was the applied pressure Mm -hmm. was just like racing time essentially um but i i very much believe that i don't know during my 20s of being able to just fail a lot mm-hmm. not in like crazy ways or anything like that but like definitely like small failures um that has definitely informed my 30s <laughs> as far as i'm like oh don't do that that didn't work or honestly for me though like the biggest thing was probably realizing that uh you can take a lot of risks in life and you can fail at those things and it's fine you can try mm-hmm. again later if you want um so for me, like I, I probably take much bigger risks even still to this day than most 35, 30, 25, even 20 year olds would take. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's an arrogance or if it's just a confidence, but I just, I have a, a firm belief in, in who I am and what I'm capable of. And I think that's something that that 10 year old version of myself would just be thrilled about honestly it's like just being willing to try being willing to just give it everything you have and being okay with how it works out do you um, think you're still kind of led by a little bit of that fear that you had when you were 10 um i'm led by new fears <laughs> um <laughs> uh, no, not as much. And I think that's that's the good part is that I feel like I've at 35 I feel like I've achieved a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a recent development here, but like I feel like I'm successful. Yeah. And that was another thing that I'm always I've been always fascinated by. I remember asking my college teachers privately, like do you do you feel like you're successful right now? And it probably came off like such an asshole asking that question. <laughs> But, like, I was just like, does it even exist? Like, do people ever feel like that? And I had one teacher that was like, hell yeah. He's like, I feel very successful. He's like, I get to do what I love. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's great to hear, knowing that it's even achievable. Um, But, and that's, again, recent development for me. I I do. I feel like I'm successful. Like, to the point where I I don't need validation from anybody else anymore. And to me, that's that's one of the ultimate 
feelings I believe that you can have. Um, and before I keep going there, Shelby, do you feel like you're successful right now? See, I have such a hard time with that question because I'm constantly looking five, ten years in the future at all times. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard to to be able to sit there sometimes and just reflect. And every so once in a while, every once in a while, it's like, oh man, I'm, I'm doing this. Right. I'm pretty proud of myself. Like, look where I've look where I've gone, you know. And I do. I think, I think I'm successful. I'm I'm very proud of the work that I've been able to do where I'm at right where I'm at right now. But there's there's always that, you know, what else could I be doing? Right. Could I do more? You know, there's always that little bit of pressure that I'm applying to myself, which I don't even really mean to do. It's just kind of instinctual. And I don't know, it it makes it hard to appreciate what you have right now. Right. I I think that you could see that as a bad thing, but I see that as a good thing. Um, So while I don't want to condone like hustle culture or whatever, um, working all hours of the day, I definitely am not saying do that but for me i believe that i found my success by working hard i think it's a pretty traditional Mm -hmm. path of you just you do the thing and you do it for a long time and you become really good at it and there it is um and i i i think there's a lot of good in that and i don't want this to turn into another conversation but i i think what i will say is i think that that's a dying way of looking at things sometimes um and for the better or for worse i don't want to judge but i'll definitely say like it to me even like teaching and and stuff like younger younger people it it became pretty clear to me that um i don't i don't know if ambition is the right word Mm -hmm. um a a crazy amount of focus maybe uh a I don't want to say a narcissistic level of focus, <laughs> but it, it kind of what, like that's what worked for me. Yeah. So like for me, like now, and I'm like, I don't want to tell you that you should work as much as you possibly can, but it's certainly one way <laughs> to, to almost guarantee your success, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's stacking the cards in your favor, any chance that you possibly can. And, the only thing that I've ever found to work is working hard, mm-hmm. right? And again, I don't mean working 24 hours a day. I just mean using the time that you have and doing a good amount of work yeah. <laughs> and consistently, too, I guess that's what I'll say. Um, yeah, I don't remember where I was going with that specifically, but... Um, no, I... I agree with that though, and I have a I have a very hard time with okay. This is my um, non-hustle culture, and the thing is, is, I don't even believe in hustle culture. I don't condone mm-hmm. hustle culture. I don't think hustle culture is all that good, but I participate mm-hmm. in it actively, <laughs> and I feel really right, bad right, about right, that. Right. But right. And because I mean, we've talked about it. It's like I I feel very guilty if I'm doing something other than working. And I mean, it's very hard for me to just sit on a couch and watch something unless I'm yellow pad watching or I'm thinking about right, something right. else. That's right. that's tough. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I wish that um, 
where I'm at right now, I, I was more willing to reflect. And I guess this is, this is good because I am, I am right now. I'm forcing myself to do it in this right. hour. This is good. I will charge you $150 an hour. <laughs> let's, let's do it. <laughs> so, but it's, it's good though, because I think especially right now where I'm at and reading the, this was all inspired by Matt's post on LinkedIn and where he was at looking reflecting on his on his his 35 years on the earth um and kind of being able to look back and reflect on those things as well just for myself and i try to do that kind of at the start of every year of Mm -hmm. okay where am i am i happy with what i've accomplished and especially because i'm getting my mfa so it's very much you know in each semester am i happy with the work that i've done within the semester but kind of those big picture reflections are are good and incredibly helpful and keep us grounded and um, help us appreciate where we are right now. But right, yeah. I, I another question with this, Matt. Go ahead. Where do you see yourself in another thirty five years? <laughs> Dead. <laughs> no. uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, when you said like, I'm always thinking five five years ahead. Mm-hmm. Never. I don't think I've ever thought that far really? ahead ever, ever in my life. That's I think it's always life. been maybe, maybe a few months ahead. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that makes me weird or if that's more common than not, but I just, that's what probably makes me so process oriented mm-hmm. is that I don't, I don't know. Like I have a dream. I have an idea. Uh, let's figure out the steps and make sure that I'm checking off those boxes along the way. Like I don't, I don't have New Year's resolutions. I, I have goals every year, mm-hmm. but I don't put a, a timer on them because I know that I can reach some of them within a couple of weeks, and some of them might take a couple more years. Yeah. But to me, it's more like a reevaluation period. It's like, okay, well, I ha- last year, and again, I since I write in my books, I always go back to my books where I'm like, all right, on the first of every year. I have, again, four years worth of books up there. I can go back to any of those right now Mm -hmm. and see, like, what were my goals at that specific point? Um, But that's, I don't know, that's that's how I move. And I don't, I don't know. I have, in five, five years from now, I, I guess I'm also a believer of, I've literally said this like 14 or 15 times in all of these episodes, but Alan Watts, you're under no obligation to be the person you were five minutes ago. Yeah. Um, I, I live by that. Um, and that's, that's, maybe that's what scares me about like really, really long-term goals. I'm like, I'll, I'll be a different person in five years. So to come up with something now, it just seems like a waste of time. Um, I know what I want right now. So why don't I just work towards that? And you know what? If I change my mind at any point, I can stop. Yeah. I can stop writing the pages of that book and start writing a new book. And I, I kind of had this conversation with my wife uh, yesterday of um, just kind of, she, uh, we were talking about like the different places we've lived and why we've moved to those different places. And she's like, you realize that like all the places we've moved was for your career. I'm like, <laughs> I'm very well aware of that. And um, I appreciate that. I'm always very gracious. Um, but I don't know, we're just sort of like, uh, she's like asking, like, like, how did we know that those were the right decisions? Like, how did we, 
Like, what if we made a mistake? Yeah. And I'm like, that's kind of interesting way of looking at it. Um, but like, I, don't know, I guess for me, I'm like, oh, I, what she was saying specifically was like, oh, remember when you wanted to do this, this little venture or whatever? I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and then she's like, and then you wanted to do that one. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm like, but like, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with things that fizzle out because I changed my mind. And I'm I'm okay with that as a response to certain things. Um, in 35 years, I will be retired, mm -hmm. long retired, hopefully. <laughs> um, and I'll be helping other people be creative mm. uh, and being creative in new ways on my own. Whether that's sitting by the river and painting every day or you know, going on photography trips or just telling animated stories. Um, I hope that everyone in my life is around me and can enjoy the things that I enjoy mm -hmm. or enjoy the things that bring me, bring me joy. There it is. Um, yeah, let me flip that around on you. Five years from now, where are you? Oh, gosh. We're going to start with five, then we'll work we'll start with, with five. We'll start with five. <laughs> um, well, by five years, I will finish the feature I'm working on now. Probably a second. Hopefully, I will be working on the third. <laughs> yeah? Um, I've got some, some plans and ideas for a script I'm working on right now kind of what I want to do. I want to learn some new things. I really want to learn illustration. I think that sounds really fun. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping, hoping to be more settled um, and a little bit more grounded into a space. I think that'd be nice. I was having this conversation this morning as to whether I should, um, so, a thing with me, I really, really dislike being away from education mm -hmm. and um, having an MFA, you know, it's a terminal degree. I wouldn't need to go on and get anything more. You know, if at any point right. it's like, okay, I'd like to adjunct a few classes here and there. I wouldn't need to go on and mm -hmm. get anything else. But I, I do kind of have this, and this was something, this has been a goal since I was really little, is I would love to get my PhD. And I don't know. We'll see. I think I'd, I think I'd love to get one in film theory. I think that would fit me well. Mm -hmm. I would adore it. It'd be a great program. Um, but yeah, I, I'd like to kind of see where I'm at then and see if there's a spot for that. But no, I am, I am very fearful, though, of getting my MFA and then just, what do I do? What do I do with myself now? I have nothing to turn right. in. Right. No, that's, that's a big fear. So overcoming I mean, that I, first, I, that would be that'd be a, a good thing. Right. I I love school. I loved college. I'll say, um, but no, I couldn't go back. I I really really love teaching. Mm -hmm. I I believe that's probably my purpose on this planet. Yeah. Um. If I if I was to put it on anything. Um. But I, I don't know. It's. Yeah, I, I. It's such a far ways to to look 
like even again even if i was look five years ago at 30 i mean i i still had made by things at that point it was just myself yeah. um it was honestly struggling to make money of any sort <laughs> Which is probably why it was a little bit of a disappointing experience for me to turn 30. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I don't know. I mean, even there are a lot of what I projected to happen in five years, five years ago has come true. Mm -hmm. um, but again, that kind of even goes back to that 10-year-old version of myself. Like, I, I mean, it's not like I predicted every little thing that would happen. It was just like, I don't know. I think it is thinking about it from more of an emotional standpoint. And like, would they be, would that version of myself be happy? Mm -hmm. um, I, I, it kind of gives me into something else altogether. And that is um, this idea of proving, proving yourself. Mm, yeah. Um, and I think that's that's where I had the advantage is that since I didn't have any expectations, I didn't feel like I was proving myself at any point to anybody. Um, so I used myself as a validation tool <laughs> of like, okay, would that person, would that ten year old version uh, approve what I've what I've done? Um, and. Uh, I think a lot of other people that I think it's easier to fall into a very unhappy rut whenever you're trying to prove to other people. Mm -hmm. And again, this I'm saying this is an advantage that I was very privileged with having um, in a weird way. Um, but I think that I think it would be way harder whenever there's whenever you feel like you're having to prove to somebody else. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I th cool. Let's go yeah, ahead. Yeah, no. I was just going to say that I think that might be part of my stuff is because I um, I definitely felt like I needed to prove something to everyone else that was around me. And I've been able to break myself of that. But, I mean, it definitely made me a mm -hmm. people pleaser. And if the people mm -hmm. around me weren't happy, it's like, well, I haven't done anything then. And right. I think breaking yourself out of that mindset is so integral to being able to like find happiness within yourself and find your own success because you're never going to be happy because nobody else is ever going to be happy they're never going to be happy right. with what you're doing ever because you're mm -hmm. never going to be perfect for somebody else so i think being able to live for yourself and live for your own goals is incredibly important right I, it's super cliche like you got to love yourself first you got to put your own oxygen mask it's on true. before somebody else's but it's it's very true i think as I've gotten older, also having kids and having done a lot of the things that I've done, I, I've, I want to say I've turned into an old man, Matt, that get off my lawn. <laughs> but like, uh, I don't, um, I honestly don't care what a lot of people think about certain things. Yeah. Now, there's, there's a lot of things that can still get to me. Um, but um, like people on LinkedIn occasionally saying some really crappy things. Yep. I should just ignore those things, but for some reason I can't. You never can. Um, no. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, let's go to final thoughts here. Sure. Um, Matt, um, I'm going to let you go first. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, you go first. Uh, okay. All right. My final thoughts would be... Um, I think I think it is taking time to reflect on where you're at right now and where you want to be and figuring out a plan on how to get there. Having a dream is easy. Um, but putting a plan together and sticking to it, it's really hard. That's why a lot of people don't do that. <laughs> um, and again, I'm not saying that because it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be hard. That is the purpose. Mm-hmm. So what I would say is not to be afraid of things that are difficult. And and I'm, I'm not saying that you need to do whatever the 10-year-old version of yourself um, wants. Because uh, again, I, I believe like you can change your mind. At any point, you can change your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it, it is important to make sure that you have a compass of some kind and you create the map for it that was pretty good for just coming up with that on the spot grass look at that yep Uh, i should or a bumper sticker there you go (laughs) i'll inspire people all along traffic (laughs) anyway uh all right your turn yeah i am i was thinking a lot about the, the reflection And I think for me, and this is something I'm trying to actively do, is building time out for myself to reflect and um, not so much on my work, but on my progress and Mm -hmm. where I'm at and being being grateful for where I'm at and happy and just being able to allow myself to be proud of my progress as opposed to focused Mm -hmm. on the next thing, you know? So I think that Try not to think so much of five or ten years and just appreciating where I'm at right now. I think that's right. important. One of sorry, I'm still going here. One of the most important things that I've that I feel like I've ever done. I've never told anybody this, but I have um, a little page of Matt's accomplishments in life uh, that nobody has access to except for me. <laughs> but whenever something big happens, I write it down. And anytime that I'm feeling like, I don't know, like I'm not doing anything or not accomplishing what I want, Mm -hmm. I go to that and it puts things into perspective real quick. Again, not to say that I'm a super accomplished person, but I think that when anybody takes the time to write down the things that they're really proud of that they've done, Mm I don't know. It's a, I think it's a really healthy and helpful tool to just know what you've done um yeah even if you feel like it's nothing i'm sure there's a lot of things that mm-hmm. that you've done on your path to where you're going okay. all right that's all i got love you bye the command z show is created by made by things and if you have a question you would like us to discuss you can send a message at cmdz.show. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. We'll see you next week with a brand new show.